morning, Nancy. My name is Gracie. And I'm Abby. And it's time for a coffee break. Okay, here we go. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Do you have your coffee? Because I do. Yeah, sure. Well, mm. I have my kombucha. <laughs> How dare you? I know. That's okay. That's also good for you. I have to not be down with the sickness anymore. Oh, no, Abby. <laughs> Feel better soon. Hashtag Thanks. Team Healthy Abby. Yeah. Oh. oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, guys, today we're going to be talking about cursed horror movies yeah and abby did some research on this like she's gonna bring some stuff up and we're gonna discuss it and heck yeah you're gonna love it um just a heads up too if you guys wanted to read further into these cursed sets um we have links to these articles that we got the information from that we'll put in the show notes so so take a look yeah all right abby for crazy what is the first film on the list? Okay, so the first film is The Exorcist because that movie is crazy. It's crazy. So this was the first time you had watched it all the way through, right? Yes, yes. I'm a terrible, terrible horror fan. But for some reason, The Exorcist was like one of those films that I stayed away from for the longest time because I was just like, no, nah, I can't do it. And then, like, I would watch the beginning and, like, little bits and pieces here and there, but never the whole way through. So, today I watched it, and I was like, this is pure cinematic gold. (laughs) And um, with good reason, because it was too legit to quit. There was a lot of crazy stuff that happened on the set. So, like, the whole set caught fire. (laughs) The house caught fire, and it delayed filming for a while, but I guess... The room that, um, like, all of the scenes with Reagan, mm-hmm. th- that room. Yeah, um, her bedroom. Was spared. What? Yeah. No, Satan. that's upsetting, though. Yeah, I know. And uh, something also happened with Ellen Burstyn? Heck yeah. What happened so, to her? The part where Reagan, like, throws her on the floor. Oh, yeah. She actually hurt her back legit. Like, oh, my gosh. Sh- I think she broke her spine or something what? like that. What? <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it was wild. So that scream is real. That's, like, real pain. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's it was wild. Whoa. And Linda Blair also received a back injury during one of the possession scenes. So. Was it the one where she's, like, flailing? Pro- yeah, yeah, I, I think I feel so. like that would be the one. <laughs> I I felt so bad, but I was watching it today and I was like laughing really hard because it looked so ridiculous. I know it's like really scary, but I was like, oh God. Where she's like, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Been in car accidents though, and that whiplash is no joke. So Ooh, yuck. yeah. Um didn't some some people died, right? On on the set or like during the film or yes. after. So actors um Jack McGowan and Vasiliki Meliaros, I think is how you say his name. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um they both died while the film was in post production, and both of their characters actually die in the film. So Hmm. Yeah, it's a little uh, fishy. 
another thing about Linda Blair was that like she received death threats for oh my God. playing the role of Reagan, and she had to like walk around with bodyguards and stuff oh after no, the movie. That poor thing. I know. Poor little sweet Wait, baby angel. She she got death threats because she played like a demon or yes. a possessed person. Yes. Yeah. Be- huh? I know. <laughs> I know. It's nuts. So this is sort of like victim blaming and like horror. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. So, uh, somebody, the person who played Pazuzu. Yes. Uh, Mercedes. Mercedes Cambridge. Yes. What happened with his family? Well, I think it's actually a woman. So her son murdered his wife and children. That's wild. Yes. And also, like, a bunch of people believe that, like, the act- the film itself is cursed. And, like, yeah. I-, I don't, it's been rumored that, like, bits and pieces have, like, deleted themselves from the film. Yeah. So, like, it's just, like, blank reels or whatever. But, like, Billy Graham, the televangelist, yeah. <laughs> has said there is a power of evil in the film, in the fabric of the film itself. Whoa. And um, the article states that I got this information from. When it was first released, the film was banned in every Middle Eastern country but Lebanon. The re-release was banned in Lebanon. During the Roman premiere, audiences had to fight their way through a torrential downpour accompanied by thunder and lightning in order to get to the theater. Many inside claimed to hear a horrific, almost demonic cry coming from outside once the film started rolling. At one showing, a woman was so frightened she passed out in the theater and broke her jaw when she fell. She later sued the filmmakers, suggesting that subliminal messages caused the accident. Warner Brothers settled out of court for an undisclosed amount. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. There was also a woman who miscarried in the theater, oh, supposedly. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes, I know. I think it was, it might have been in one of the Roman premieres or something like that. There was a church located across the street from one of the theaters. Okay. And it got struck by lightning. Oh, my God. And, like, it was, like, one of those big cross things that is, like, on top of the church, like, fell off. Like the steeple? Maybe? Yeah, it's like it's it's the cr- the actual like cross statue that oh, okay. sits on yeah, top yeah, yeah. of the gotcha. steeple like came crumbling down and it was really dramatic. Oh my god! Okay, so yeah. that's the Exorcist. Yeah, so all this crazy stuff. So uh, one of my favorites is Rosemary's Baby. Heck yes! There's uh, so much. Oh there god. are so many things going on <laughs> with this film. It's insane and we actually didn't touch on any of these in our rosemary's baby episode which was i think episode four way back in the day oh yeah so um abby tell us all about it so (laughs) the first person oh and this is all out of an article in vanity fair that came out and it was called like the most cursed film ever made or something rosemary's baby Mm -hmm. i feel like you never okay let's i don't know what i'm talking about go well for vanity fair it has like a lot of like a-list people and like roman polanski was the director and stuff like that so that that's probably why um but the first person to die was the film's composer and polanski explain the details of his death it's still kind of unknown but in autumn of 1968 then 37 year old Kamita was roughhousing at a party (laughs) when he fell off like a rocky ledge and 
he was in a four-month coma. What? Yeah. So that's like the same the same thing happened um in Levin's book, the witches like used that to kill Rosemary's friend or something like that. Like there was some kind of coma. Oh, yeah. Um, so Kamita, which I think is how you pronounce his name, mm-hmm. never regained conscience consciousness and he died in Poland the following year. All right. What a great start to yeah. this whole curse thing. So you got people falling off of cliffs and stuff. Because they were what, roughhousing? What is he, twelve? <laughs> I that's like something my dad would say to us. <laughs> Quit roughhousing. Yeah, but when you were twelve, like, not yeah, now. I, I know. <laughs> so in April 1969, the producer, William Castle, got a bunch of hate mail. Of course. Because of the film. Yeah. And so, like, he was a hot mess. He was all, like, anxious and stuff all the time. He was stricken with severe kidney stones. Uh-huh. And while delirious in the hospital, he hallucinated scenes from the film and was said to have yelled, Rosemary, for God's sake, drop the knife. What the when he recovered, but he, na- he that was it. Like, he didn't make any more films after that. So, yeah, that was crazy. And then, like, the big one was, of course, the Manson family murders. Yeah. And um, Sharon Tate, Polanski's wife at the time, was killed by the Manson family, and she was eight months pregnant. Yeah, I think. she was killed and the unborn baby were killed. Yes. And of course the Manson family referred to that as like Helter Skelter. Yep. Which like I don't there was never really any connection between the Beatles and the Manson family. They just really like clung to that album and like loved it. So that's Yeah, what they because a Helter Skelter is actually a ride. It's an English yes. ride. It's like a slide that you slide down. Yeah. And that's what that song is kind of based off of. But yeah, mm-hmm. like the Manson family were just like, Helter Skelter, that's a great name. Let's start a race war. <laughs> oh it's like, my God. what are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> so yeah. So interestingly enough, Gracie and I were talking about this before we recorded this episode. So Mia Farrow, who plays Rosemary in Rosemary's Baby, was present when the Beatles for the White Album recorded some of, I guess they recorded like bits and pieces of meditation mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mia Farrow and her sister Prudence were there for that recording. Right. And so that's the Beatles connection to Mia Farrow. And then, so the building that was used as like the apartment building the in Dakota. Rosemary's Baby. Yep. Um, was the place where John Lennon was uh, shot. He was shot outside of the Dakota. Yeah, so it was like lived there. this freaking crazy circle that has to do with Rosemary's baby. So, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Right. So there's, there's that. <laughs> pretty crazy. Good Morning Nancy is proudly sponsored by Recess Coffee. We wouldn't be able to create such great content without being fueled by their magical beans. And the great part is, is that each batch of coffee is locally, artisanally roasted, and it comes from fair trade farmers. Gracie, what's your favorite blend? 
Oh my gosh. Okay, so my favorite blend is the Westcott blend. It has African and Indonesian beans mixed to create a clean, rich, and full-bodied cup of coffee. Mm. It has a rich floral vanilla aroma with a sugared almond flavor and a lemon finish. Yum. Ooh, delicious. My favorite is the Austin's blend. It's a unique blend of African, Indonesian, and Central American beans roasted to create a characteristically rich, dark, and smoky cup. It has a bold roasted nut aroma with chocolate flavors and a smooth, fruity finish. The coffee is seriously so good. I don't even have to put any cream or sugar in it. I just drink it black like my soul. (laughs) So guys, head on over to RecessCoffee.com to order yours today. Or if you're a Syracuse local, stop by either shop at 110 Harvard Place or 110 Montgomery Street. So drink coffee, shoot lightning. Now back to the show. So this is actually one of my favorite cursed movies. Uh, this is the Poltergeist. Yes, I love the cursed stories about this one. I think this is probably the one I know most about. But I want to hear what you have to say. So shoot. Well, there is there's a bunch of deaths of like cast members that were a part of Poltergeist. So the most you know well known ones are Dominique Dunn, who was killed by her boyfriend. Um, the, and she was 22, I think, when yeah, she's she, super young. Yeah, yeah, she was really, really young. The other one was Heather O'Rourke, the child actress who played Carol Ann Freeling. And she was, she played her throughout the Poltergeist series. Yeah. She actually died from complications from surgery. So she got, what's it called, sepsis? Yeah. Cause she had like an, abs- a bowel obstruction. Didn't she get something that kind of made her like bloated maybe a little bit? Yeah. So is that what happens with that? It actually like leaked toxins into her like oh bloodstream and it killed her. Oh, poor baby. I know. That so that was really sad. She was really I think she yeah, she was twelve. Oh, so little. Yeah. So there was another one, Julian Beck, the actor who played the evil spirit Kane in Poltergeist Two. Okay. He died of stomach cancer. Oh god. Uh huh. What about uh Will Sampson? Yep he he was a Native American actor and he played uh the good spirit Taylor in Poltergeist Two. He died in a Houston hospital on uh June third, nineteen eighty seven, like a year after the film's release. He is also known for his role in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes, I uh, yes, you're right. Yeah. So also the film used real skeletons. Those were not props. Yeah. So there's a scene in the poltergeist where there's like water, right? And there's like mud and they're all like trapped in in the pool. Yes. There's like a bunch of skeletons in the pool for some reason. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, those are real. So that's probably why that movie is so freaking haunted and all these people are dying left and right. So let's talk about (sighs) The Omen. This one is nuts. <laughs> Good so, one to end on. Yeah, for real. This one has like plane crashes and uh, all that junk. Plane crashes? Yeah. So there were two incidences. Incidents? Incidents. <laughs> Abby is high on cold meds. Yeah. Bear with me, guys. <laughs> okay. So... Let's see. A few months after the release of The Omen, John Richardson, who was in charge of special effects, was traveling in Holland. And this was when he was working on A Bridge Too Far. Okay. So just after midnight on Sunday, the 13th of June, 1976, 
Richardson and his assistant Liz Moore were involved in a deadly car accident. Um, oh no! Yeah, so um, this car accident basically like chopped Moore in half. Uh, okay. The other vehicle's uh, steering wheel like uh, chopped her in half. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yikes! Richardson like woke up like in the midst of the crash and he was kind of dazed but he saw a sign um for a nearby town called omen and it was spelled o-m-m-e-n and i guess it was like 6.66 kilometers away oh my so the sign just said omen 666 (gasps) yeah gross yes i know so and that was where the accident happened so crazy Wait, so tell me about the plane crashes. So, yeah. um, <laughs> Gregory <laughs> Peck, who plays, like, the father and stuff like that. Right. He was traveling in a plane that was struck by lightning. Oh. Doesn't that happen all the time? Get, planes get struck by lightning? No, it doesn't? Okay, never mind. I mean, I freaking <laughs> hope not. I'm never flying ever again. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. Oh my god, <laughs> Maybe crazy. I'm thinking of something else. Don't scare me like that. Sorry, continue. I'm gonna be popping zannies left and right next time I have to fly. Oh my god, don't do that. It's bad for you. <laughs> Too much zanny. So according to the producer, Mace Newfeld. According to him, the engine caught fire and the plane nearly crashed into the sea. Oh. So a few days later, (laughs) Newfield was traveling in a different plane, I guess, and this one was also struck by lightning over the Atlantic. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. So then there was... Another, there was another plane incident. One of the first shots planned for the movie was like, it was supposed to be shot like over London, I guess. Okay. And it was going to be taken out of a rented plane, but the film company like switched planes last minute. Okay. And the plane that was supposed to be flying over there, (laughs) it crashed and it had like a bunch of Japanese businessmen on it. (gasps) Oh no. And they all died. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. So Satan, like, missed that freaking memo, and he was like, oh, well, I got the wrong plane, but oh, well. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a bunch of animal experts that worked on the movie as well. Okay. Because there's that part where, like, I think it's Gregory Peck's character gets attacked by the dogs. Cool. So there was a... (laughs) Yeah. And they were supposed to be, like, hellhounds, I guess. So Right, because they were, like, Rottweilers, right? yeah, 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 they're freaking huge dogs. So... They had a stuntman fill in for Gregory Peck, and the dogs were supposed to kind of, like, lay off after attacking this guy. Okay. And they didn't. They didn't obey the command. Oh, no. So the stuntman survived, but then there was a local zookeeper who um, worked with them on location in London. Okay. And um, he was... A big cat wrangler for the production. Can you imagine having that on your resume? No, no I can't. <laughs> I'm a big cat wrangler. <laughs> what kind of cats are we talking? Are we talking like Maine Coon or are big, we talking about like Panthers? Big cats. <laughs> That's all you need to know. True. So what happened? Well, <laughs> so the film was originally supposed to include a scene where like zoo tigers kind of menace or like 
bother Damien or whatever. And this guy was supposed to like help wrangle the animals. And around the time of filming, um, he neglected to properly secure one of the tigers, the article says. Okay. And it's the article says the beast went full Siegfried and Roy on the unlucky zookeeper who died at its tooth and <gasps> claw. No. Yeah, dude. So the omen should have pretty freaking crazy. The, the omen was that a tiger was coming at you in that moment and you should have thought I shouldn't have this job. Uh, yeah. And then it was too late. Basically. Then the omen ate him. I mean, well, plus there's like that freaking creepy scene with the baboons. Oh my Were God. Were they baboons? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Monkeys, and they like jump yeah. on the car in there. Yeah. God, I freaking hate monkeys so much. <laughs> I do. That was like the scariest part of that movie for me. <laughs> the baboons. Well, so yeah, those are fil- cursed films. Guys, if you like cursed films, check them out. Yeah. They're just good films. <laughs> well, I mean, they're just good <laughs> films in general. Yeah, they really so, are. These were like all the classics and stuff, but there's a bunch too. That, like The Matrix, I guess, oh, has yeah, a cursed set. That's right. There's like a bunch of other ones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, guys, if you liked this episode, like, let us know, and maybe we'll do an episode about like horrible things that have happened, other horrible things that have happened on the sets for movies. Like, we can do like The Crow. We can do the Twilight Zone movie. Oh yeah, The Crow was nuts. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. let us know if you'd like us to talk about all that crazy stuff that happened on those sets. Yeah. You guys, thank you so much for listening to this coffee break. We would like to thank our ten dollar plus patrons, real quick: James Jarvis, Shauna, Stacy. Lucy, Chris, Jill, Julie, and Valerie. You guys rock. You're the best. We love you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Good Morning Nancy Podcast, Twitter at Good Morning Nan, and Facebook at Good Morning Nancy. Have a great morning. Bye.